Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said to him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this thing of yourself, or did somebody else tell you? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom from hence. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said to them, I find in him no fault at all. You have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Bible Study. Our teacher, Dr. John G. Mitchell, was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. Our name, the Unchanging Word, reflects the fact that the eternal Word of God is never changed and never will. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Life begins at Calvary, there my Savior died. He took my place and by His grace came with me to abide. All I need for living is mine by just believing. Life begins at Calvary, life that never ends. The Unchanging Word Bible Study continues in John chapter 18, beginning at verse 19. Our study today will be looking at Jesus as he's tried before the Jewish high priest and Pontius Pilate, the governor. Dr. Mitchell brings out the different bases on which Jesus was tried. Now, before the religious court of the Jews, the issue was his person and his claims. Is he God? Is he the Messiah of God? And before the worldly, political, and civil court of Pilate, the issue is his character. What evil has he done? And his politics. Are you a king? Well, Jesus stood in the integrity of his person as God in the flesh as well as in the steadfastness of his sinless character. And in doing so, he puts the religious rulers and the political rulers of the world on trial. Well, turn to John chapter 18, verse 19, and join us in hearing the truth of the unchanging word with our teacher, Dr. Mitchell. It is my great privilege to come to you again today. And as most of you know, we are studying together the gospel through John. May I say just before we start our lesson today, how much I appreciate the many letters which I receive speaking of the blessing of the Lord upon these simple studies in the gospel through John. I have been really amazed at the way God has blessed this ministry to your own heart and life. And I'm so glad that many of you have had a, an enlarged vision of our Savior, of his great love for you and for me, and then the response of your heart to the Savior in your love for him. 
This fills me with joy. It fills me with gladness when I realize that the Spirit of God has taken the Word of God and made it real to your heart and life. Only He could do it. And I sincerely hope that some of you who are listening in may have come to know the Savior. Now, if you have, I would appreciate a little note from you too. Maybe we can encourage you to go on with the Savior. And then so many of you have problems and tests and trials, and you can be assured of our prayers that the Lord, who is all-sufficient for every need, will meet your need, and that you might rejoice with joy unspeakable because of the fact that the Lord Jesus never leaves you nor forsakes you, because he has made you and me the objects of his heart, of his love, of his devotion, of his affection, shall I say, also the object of his great power. My, what a Savior we have who can understand every individual one. Sometimes, you know, people say, Mr. Mitchell, um, nobody understands me. Well, I'll tell you, friend, I know one who really, really does understand you, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a danger of people becoming introspective. They keep looking in. And you know, if you look in enough, you'll be, you're bound to get discouraged. But when you look at him, our friend, you forget yourself in occupation with a Savior, and he fills your heart with a peace and with a joy that's beyond the understanding of men. Allow me to say this to you today, will you? I just thought I would say that word in appreciation for your letters and your notes to me personally, and I rejoice before the Lord for you. Now we're in the 18th chapter of the Gospel through John, and you remember at the beginning of the chapter we have where our Lord was betrayed by Judas, the disciples fled, uh, Peter, uh, you remember, was manifesting the flesh and followed afar off, and our Lord was brought before Annas, who was the father-in-law to Caiaphas, the high priest. And we go down to verse to verse 19. I'm going to read one or two verses from chapter 18 of John, starting at verse 19. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I speak openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue, in the temple, whither the Jews always resort. And in secret have I said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask them which heard me, what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I have said. That's very obvious. He has said nothing in secret, and everything he's had to say has been in the open. So if you want to know anything, you, you ask those who heard me. Uh, and when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you smite me? Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest, and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself, and so on. Let me just stop right here, because starting at verse 28, uh, Caiaphas brought the Savior into the hall of judgment before Pilate. I'd like, first of all, to suggest to you that our Lord... Um, came before three courts. Now, in this court here, for example, the religious court, court of Caiaphas, it was an illegal court. It was held at night. 
And indeed, may I say, the sentence was passed before he even had a trial. You remember in Matthew chapter 26, uh, the Sanhedrin got together of the chief priests and leaders of Israel, and they determined to put the Lord Jesus to death. You remember that passage where at the beginning of the chapter, our Lord said to the disciples, in, in two days is the Passover when the Son of Man shall be crucified. Our Lord set the time and set the manner of his death. And when you come to Mark 14, as well as in Matthew 26, you have in the trial before the high priest, the false witnesses came in. And you remember they, they, they reminded uh, the Lord of what he had said in John chapter 2, where the Lord said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it again. They said, why, this temple has been so many years in building and you're going to raise it in three days? And the Lord spake concerning his body. Now in Matthew's gospel, our Lord is put under the oath. And the high priest said to Jesus, I adjure thee by the living God, tell us, art thou the Christ, the Son of God? And the Lord Jesus answered, thou sayest, not only so, but you'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. In other words, the Lord Jesus said that he was going to fulfill Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And the verdict is, he must die. May I read from chapter 19, verse 7. The Jews answered Pilate, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. Now remember, the Jewish court condemned Jesus because of his claims to deity. Uh, they had plotted his death. They determined he should die. They denied every one of his claims. Their minds were made up. Now in the religious court, the issue is the person of Christ, the claims of Christ. You remember in chapter 8, he said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. You're not yet 40 years of age, and have you seen Abraham? Before Abraham was, I am. I'm the Jehovah of the Old Testament. So he must die because he made himself the Son of God. Now, John doesn't speak of our Lord going to, of our Lord going to Herod. You find that in Matthew, I believe. And you remember when Pilate found out that the Lord Jesus was from Galilee, he sent him to Herod, who happened to be in the city at the time. And the Lord, you remember, never said a word. Before the, court, the worldly court of Herod, he, he just wouldn't do anything. You remember Herod said, had expected the Lord to do something supernatural, and the Lord was not going to satisfy his curiosity. And hence the Lord said nothing. But in Herod's court, they abused him, they mocked him, they scorned him, and sent him back to Pilate. So before the religious court, the issue is his person. Before the worldly court of Herod, he refuses to talk. He's not going to satisfy their curiosity. But now when you come to the civil court, the, the political court of, of, of Pontius Pilate, the issue is not his person. The issue is his character. Is he a king? Is his character? What evil hath he done? 
And as you read it, you'll find that three times Pilate examined the Savior, three times he came out and said, I find no fault in him at all. Now, I'd like to read from verse 28. You notice in between what we read a while ago and what I'm reading now, you have the story of Peter, and seeing we have taken up Peter before in the program, I'm going to leave it. You remember Peter in his failure, he denied his Lord three times, and uh, then the cock crowed. Now, before the civil court, starting at verse 28, then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. They themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. You ever notice this? The Jews would not go into the judgment hall of Pilate because it was at the Passover time. They did not want to be defiled. Now, here is a false holiness. Here is the real Passover, Jesus Christ. And yet their hearts are full of murder. They've got murderous hearts, yet they're religious. The Jews would not bring Jesus to be tried. That is, they would not go in with him but they would have him to be killed. By the way, when the Jews brought Jesus to Pilate, there was no thought in their mind that Pilate would try Jesus and set him free. They were determined that Pilate would slay him, would crucify him. As I said a while ago, they'd already passed the verdict. He must be killed. Well, what I was after here was, notice the irony of it, the inconsistency of it, if I can use those words. We read that they sent Jesus to the hall of judgment, that is Pilate's judgment hall, but they didn't go in lest they should be defiled that they might eat the Passover. I repeat it, here is a false holiness. Murderous hearts, yet religious. Do you mean to tell me it's possible for a person to be religious and be absolutely unholy? And murderous? Well, that's what you've got here. Don't give any excuses for these Jews. Their heart, their, uh, the verdict was he must be killed. Their minds were made up. But the falseness of the thing, they wouldn't go into the judgment hall at Passover time, lest they should be defiled, and to go into a Gentile judgment hall from their viewpoint would defy them which would keep them from keeping, from keeping the Passover. I say again, there's this false holiness. And I'm going to be very blunt and tell you, my friend, there is a great deal of false holiness today. Uh, sometimes people say, well, so-and-so's legalistic. Oftentimes, the people who say that do not know what legalism is. Uh, legalism, really, is doing something to merit favor with God. A person can give up things for Christ and not be a legalist. Paul could say, all these things that were gained to me, I count them lost for Christ. That didn't make Paul a legalist. He was in love with the Savior. And because he loved the Savior, he was willing to give up good things in order to have the best in Christ. And here's a good picture of people who put on a false front of holiness and their hearts are full of sin, murderers. In this case, they were full of murders, threatenings, false holiness. Now we come along to Pilate. 
in verse 229. Pilate then went out to them. He went out of the judgment hall, went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? See, it's question of the character now. They answered and said to him, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him to you. Then said Pilate to them, you take him, judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said to him, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Notice, they brought Jesus into, into, um, into Pilate's judgment hall, I say not to be tried, but to force Pilate to kill him, to crucify him. Now, they could have taken Jesus out and stoned him. You remember in chapter 8, they were going to stone him. In Luke chapter 4, they were going to throw him over a cliff. You come to 7th chapter of Acts, they stoned Stephen. They didn't ask Pilate for the permission to do that. They could have stoned Jesus, but our Lord, as I said a while ago, not only set the time of his death, but how he should die by crucifixion. Verse 33, Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said to him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this thing of yourself, or did somebody else tell you? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Again, the character. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom from hence. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Now let me just pick up Pilate here in his questioning. First thing he said, are you a king? This is a political problem. See, and The Lord's answer, do you see this of yourself? Are you parroting somebody? Do you really know the truth? Or are you just talking? My kingdom, Pilate, is a heavenly kingdom. And because my kingdom is a heavenly kingdom, my servants on earth will not fight. My kingdom is a kingdom of truth. This was the nature of his kingdom. Do you remember in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth. See, friends, the world is searching for truth, but will not come to him who is the truth. See, now that's the first question, a political question. Are you a king? Well, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, the second question is, what have you done? In verse 35, what have you done? And the Lord's answer to that was, I want to tell you, Pilate, I have a kingdom, but it's not of this world. If it was, my servants would fight, but it's not of this world. Then he asked the question again, are you a king then? To this 
To this uh, end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Whatever I say is the truth, for I am the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? Now when you come back to to the question of, of Luke's gospel, Pilate raises the question, What evil hath he done? Again I say, you've got the political question and the question of his character. Are you a king? What evil have you done? What have you done? That's bad. Nothing. I'm of the truth. And being of the truth, I, I do know evil. In fact, the truth sets people free from evil. Didn't our Lord say that in John chapter, chapter 8, 31, 32, when he said, to those Jews who believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's why we oftentimes say in John fourteen six, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth that sets you free. I'm the life that brings you into relationship with my Father. And everyone who is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate said unto him, What is truth? What is truth? He's begging the question. And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said to them, I find in him no fault at all. I can't find any fault in him. And by the way, if I may add this, three times, three times Pilate examined Jesus. Three times he brought back the statement, I find no fault in him at all. Now Pilate thought, I, I, I've just got a way I can get out of this. I can just get out of this. Verses 39 and 40. You have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. I think Matthew and Mark's version said he was a murderer and a robber and a thief. He was a vagabond. What did Pilate do? Pilate brought out the worst man he could find in his prison. You see, Pilate was on the horns of a dilemma. If he lets Jesus go, he's in trouble with the nation Israel, and he had no love for them. If he says, take him out and crucify him, he's delivering up one in whom he could find no fault. So he thought, well, now I can get out of this. So he found the worst man he could find in his prison by the name of Barabbas. And said, now every feast time, Passover time, we always release somebody to you. Now, take your choice. Will you have Jesus, in whom I find no fault? Or will you have Barabbas, one of the worst criminals in my jail? And you know, I really believe that Pilate thought that the Jews would have accepted Pilate, would have, pardon me, would have, would have chosen Jesus instead of Barabbas. But they did, they said, give us Barabbas. By the way, whom do you choose? Whom do you choose? See, friend, we have to make a choice. The Jews had to choose between Jesus, the Holy Son of God, and a man who was a thief and a murderer. They chose the thief and the murderer. 
Jesus they crucified. You must make a choice. Either Jesus is going to be your savior or he will be your judge. You can't ignore Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I said? You can't ignore him. You can be indifferent to him, but you can't ignore him. You must do something. As Pilate said, what shall I then do with Jesus who was called the Christ? They said, take him away and crucify him. They made their choice. And you have to make a choice. And I'm so glad that Jesus is saying to you today, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I'm going to follow this through in our next lesson, but I want this very clear in your mind. You must make a choice between Jesus and Barabbas, between Christ the Savior and your sin. May God grant you'll accept him as your own personal Savior and pass from death to life. For me, like Jesus, there's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Study today. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.